Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, everyone else, oh, this is on Fed 965. Yes, that's F E D 965. And uh, welcome to uh, Baby Blue Vine. Uh, you know, happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday, August 19th. 2022. Yes, happy Friday. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Isn't it a happy Friday? And you know, I just know you're not moving right along here. Well, the price of um, Bitcoin is currently 45,935 Belize dollars. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, you know the block height is uh, seven five zero zero seven one. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, you know we currently have nine hundred and fifty six days left. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And you know, you know we're gonna briefly just you know look at the news here, but very briefly because it is Friday, and you know. You gotta, you gotta do, you know, the things you gotta do on a Friday, do you not? So, you know, from the Wall Street Journal, Ukraine presses UN over nuclear blackmail at Russian occupied plant. Oh boy. In the Washington Post, Zelensky advisor Oleksiy Arshtovich opposes visa ban for Russians. From San Russian vehicles seen inside Turbank Hall at Ukraine nuclear plant. Uh oh. From the Washington Post, Finnish Premier Sanna Marin dance party video sparks outrage. Why? What? Why? Why is there outrage? Oh man. And as you know, I don't have a, a subscription to Washington Post. Oh man, that's not ideal. From the garden, huge megalithic complex of more than 500 standing stones discovered in Spain? What? Well, maybe I'll go check this out. As you know, I'm currently in Spain. What is going on? Where is this? A huge megalithic complex of more than 500 standing stones was discovered in southern Spain. That could be one of the largest in Europe. Hello? The stones were discovered on a plot of land in the Huelva, a province flanking the southernmost part of Spain's border with Portugal, near the Guadiana River. Oh man, oh man, you know, maybe I'll go check this out. Oh man, it's a major megalithic site, you know, we're all about that. Uh, interesting. Static stones, the most common finding, 500, of, how, they, how have these been hidden for so long? 526 megalithic stones? What? That's massive. No, and they're in alignment? Oh my god. Most of the men here were grouped into 26 alignments in two cromlicks, both located on hilltops with a clear view to the east for viewing the sunrise during the summer and winter solstices and the spring and autumn equinoxes. Many of the stones are buried deep in the earth. They will need to be carefully excavated. The work is scheduled to run until 2026. Well, this is wild. Um, 
very wild. I mean, so we had mentioned yesterday about, you know, um, uh, we, well, we got into some ancient history, right? Uh, we first started with, you know, contemporary structures and medieval fortifications and then, you know, Roman ruins. But, of course, you know, we have talked about this in the past, but, you know, this news just has to do with, you know, that, uh, that whole thing that, of how old, um, uh, you know, uh, just human, uh, human settlement uh, in, uh, you know, the Iberian Peninsula is, um, uh, I mean, this is megalithic. I mean, I mean, what, what are we saying here? Uh, um, they're saying that erected during the second half of the sixth or fifth millennium BC. 6th or 5th millennium B.C. Oh, man. That is old, is it not? Wow. 6th or 5th millennium B.C. 6th um, or 5th millennium B.C. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that is uh, quite old there. Um, and just like a... It's ancient. There's a lot of history on this land around. Remember, I've been saying this. I can feel all the history everywhere I go. I mean, that's, uh, you know, those are straight up, uh, you know, like, I mean, that's old. So that, that gets into, you know, uh, you know, like, I mean, I mean that's pre-Celtic, obviously, right? I mean, 6th or 5th millennium. The Celts are way later than that. Um, you know, the Rome, the the Romans take care of the Celts, um, you know, when they come with, a, you know, Caesar, we've talked about this, you know, Caesar, you know, really uh, subdues them in Gaul. But in the Iberian Peninsula, you know, as well, there was a, a very large Celtic presence, though this is, that would be in the north of Spain, this is in the south. Um, so it's, it's all gets very, you know, nebulous as to who exactly was settling here in these, uh, you know, in, uh, you know, these different areas of Spain and, you know, where do these people come from? Of course, we have talked about the out of Africa theory. Um, there are other theories. We don't have to go into them too much today, though there are some, you know, theories that, you know, that speculate, you know, that the Atlantis, yes, you heard that right, Atlantis um, was... Um, they say now that, you know, the most credible uh, place... For, uh, you know the you know the physical location of Atlantis would be um, you know off the uh, you know the off the Iberian Peninsula coast. Um, there are some who place it in the Azores. Yes, the Azores. Um, I hope I am pronouncing that right. Um, the Azores are that uh, you know that chain of islands in the Atlantic Ocean. Um, I think they are officially part of Portugal, if I am not mistaken. Um, but um, it's an archipelago composed of nine volcanic islands in uh, the Macronesia region of the North Atlantic Ocean. About, uh, I'm reading from Wikipedia, about 870 miles west of Lisbon. Um, so there are, you know, people who do uh, speculate that that's, you know, that's the general vicinity of what you know, could have been Atlantis. And, you know, Atlantis has been talked by, about by, you know, many thinkers. Uh, of course, Plato himself you know, mentions it. 
And there was, you know, let's get let's see if we can get, you know, the, I think Aristotle mentions it too, Plato, Atlantis. Um, let's get, see if we can get the quotes here. Um, uh, it's a, uh, let's see what Wikipedia says. Uh, Atlantis is a fictional island mentioned in an allegory on the hubris of nations in Plato's works, Timaeus and Critias, wherein it represents the antagonist naval power that besieges ancient Athens, the pseudo-historic embodiment of Plato's ideal state in the Republic. Um, so, you know, that's what, uh, you know, that's how uh, Wikipedia is placing it. Uh, uh, of course, there are many who do not believe that it is uh, fictional. There are many, uh, here it is, interpretation. Some ancient writers viewed Atlantis as fictional or metaphorical myth. Others believed it to be real. Aristotle believed that Plato, his teacher, had invented the island to teach philosophy. The philosopher Cranter, a student of Plato's student, uh, Xenocrates, is cited often as an example of a writer who thought the story to be historical fact. His work, a commentary on Timaeus, is lost. Proclus, a Neoplatonist of the 5th century AD, reports on it. The passage in question has been represented in the modern literature either as claiming that Cranter visited Egypt, had conversations with priests, and saw uh, hieroglyphs confirming the story, or as claiming that he learned about them from the other visitors to Egypt. Proclus wrote, As for the whole of this account of the Atlanteans, some say that it is unadorned history, such as Crantor, the first commentator on Plato. Crantor also says that Plato's contemporaries used to criticize him jokingly for not being the inventor of his republic, but copying the institutions of the Egyptians. Plato took these critics seriously enough to assign to the Egyptians this story about the Athenians and Atlanteans, so as to make them say that the Athenians really once lived according to the system. Um, Another passage gives a description of the geography of Atlantis. That an island of such nature and size once existed is evident from what is said by certain authors who investigated the things around the, uh, the outer sea. For according to them, there were seven islands in that sea in their time, sacred to Persephone, and also three others of enormous size, one of which was sacred to Hades, another to Amun, and another one between them to Poseidon, the extent of which was a thousand stadia, 200 kilometers. And the inhabitants of it, they had preserved the remembrance of their ancestors of the immeasurably large island of Atlantis, which had really existed there, and which for many ages had reigned over all islands in the Atlantic Sea, and which itself had likewise been sacred to Poseidon. Now these things Marcellus has written in his Ethiopica. Um, so yeah, well, let's just you know brief dive into. I mean, there's a lot we can get into about Atlantis, but um, let's just a brief dive. Um, and you know, like I mentioned here, there are many uh, you, know, um, you know thinkers who who now I'm talking about modern day you know uh, you know archaeologists who place you know the most credible you know uh, area for you know the Atlantis as being off the, you know, the Azores, off the Iberian Peninsula, you know, which would make sense then, you know, that uh, the Iberian Peninsula would then be, of course, you know, let's say that something happened to Atlantis, which is what, you know, we, if you go into the history of Atlantis here, if you keep going, there's something, there's either a flood or it's destroyed in some uh, location hypothesis, you know, there's a bunch of location in the Atlantic Ocean, Straits of Gibraltar, yeah, being the, uh, the Iberian Peninsula. And here it is, which some associate with the Azores hotspot. Um, there's a lot of things here. Um, yeah, it's fascinating stuff. But the point is that, you know, you get these megalithic structures in the Iberian Peninsula, 
Um, and, you know, there are some who believe that, you know, uh, people migrated from Atlantis to the Iberian Peninsula. Um, and, and also to, uh, you know, some would say also to, um, um, you know, uh, perhaps to, you know, to England and, uh, you know, the, the British Isles up there because you see some of those uh, megalithic uh, structures in there as well, of course, Stonehenge. And there are, you know, uh, also, you know, France, um, you know, what becomes the, you know, the Celtic uh, and Gaul there. Um, but there's, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, questions here. Um, and of course, obviously, some people think that this is all mumbo jumbo. But, um, you know, the, this idea, uh, the facts are that there are megalithic structures. And, you know, it's very hard to, you know, to see exactly, you know, who made these structures and why did they make them? And why some 526? I mean, that's a lot, right? Is it not? I mean, that's a lot of, uh, that's a lot of, um, of, uh, of standing stones. Was it 526? Yes, it was. Yeah, standing stones were the most common find of 526 of them still landing or lying on the ground, yeah? Um, the one in Carnex or is very uh, you know, famous there in, in Northwest France. You know, check that one out. They're all aligned in this. I think it's almost like a grid formation. It's fascinating. There's about 3,000 standing stones in Karnak. Um, so, um, you know, these are just questions, right? On where do these um, stones come from? Of course, you know, there are people who, you know, the engineers like to, you know, dive into how are these stones moved? I mean, these are extremely heavy stones. And obviously, you know, what kind of tools were used to fashion these stones? And how do they move them across these distances? Because in most cases, these, uh, you know, megalithic structures are, you know, the quarries from whence these uh, stones, uh, you know, uh, come from are nowhere near the site where they are then erected. And uh, so it poses a very serious, you know, logistical question as to how, you know, how on earth were these stones moved, right? I mean... There's really there's no clear answer here. I know some people like to think that there's a clear answer. And then, you know, the textbook answers, um, you know, those answers have been studied by, you know, serious engineers. And many of them think that it's absolute, uh, you know, BS, you know, the, uh, you know the, the mainstream interpretations of, you know, uh, of how these, uh, you know, megalithic structures were, were cut and moved and that it doesn't really make sense uh, because without going into deeply but you do find um, you know very precise cuts you know a lot of these uh, you know megalithic structures around the world and it all is um, you know very hard to believe that they were made with a what we are told at the time where the when these structures would be you know uh, you know fashion would be you know rudimentary tools to say the least and yet we see you know a 90 degree angles and we see in some cases even uh, you know circular um, you know uh, drilled um, circular uh, almost uh, you know drill uh, drill holes it's absolutely fascinating and it just it really poses the question here what is going on what is going on you know, and we're definitely going to be getting back into this, but I have to go. 
So we're going to stop right here and, you know, hope you have a, just a fantastic Friday wherever you are. Keep going. It's going to be a great weekend, is it not? And I did, you know, I forgot to mention yesterday when I was talking about that we're switching over to, uh, you know, to... Uh, uh, to paid though if you are listening to this one I you know I, I realize that this is going to be a paid uh, episode so I will mention it tomorrow um, because it's that's not going to apply to you if you're listening to this um, point is you know uh, and I'm going to head over to the beach here I gotta you know run and uh, catch a bus here um, but uh, you know just uh, have a fantastic Friday and you know I will uh, see you soon